wonder what I'm going to say on my intros. I want to exit from this despair. I want to also give a warning to other creatives. Create like it's your last. Because with the reversal of role, they're not going to stop there. If you have something meaningful to say that is going to shed light and bring happiness to the world, you better do it before the conservatives decide. And that's how I want to begin my day every day, creating something new, interesting, and that's educating and expand the world instead of bringing darkness. That's where I am most of the time. I feel honored and I'm in a celebratory mode because I have hit well over 67,000 downloads. I'm getting noticed. I'm getting likes. I'm getting people that are following me. Um, And just not even a year ago, I had less than 3,000 downloads. And I'm hopeful that the advertisers will take notice so I can still go on to create more interesting content and keep people coming back for more. So yay me! There seems to be a a sub-pandemic going on in this pandemic. And I say that I don't mean to be facetious at all, but what I have noticed is there are a lot of people similar to me um, that they're either working through some things in therapy or they find themselves at a different space on this side of the pandemic, wondering, um, looking at relationships and what they could have done differently. As I get older, um, I'm looking for other, not just other subjects, but other things that actually can help other people my age and position. And what is funny to me is I am alone a lot, and I don't mind being alone. I can sit with my thoughts But I'm also looking for other ways to create other things. If I don't have a kid, I can create um, or have a talk to my family, can create interactions that mean something to me. Um, And in my research, et cetera, for my podcast, I'm finding things, I'm learning things that way, and I'm reading a lot. Um, and, but that has never been a problem for me. I have books, hundreds, hundreds of books. Um, I love to read. And so when I find something that grasps me, that I can create my own commentary on and in the process, not only help myself, but possibly help others. Why not? So when I started this, uh, relationship part, um, Y'all still tripping. Y'all not sending me any letter at reading at gmail.com. So I've been on, I've found these things, uh, interesting feats on Reddit as well as Medium. And I'm finding out a lot, a lot of people 
want answers or are seeking information about being over 40 and dating, etc. One of the things has gotten into my feed that I've been, um, I read this article on Apple News just recently, and it's not a new thing. Uh, why are men so lonely? I'm cisgender hetero. Um, so it looks like people are seeking answers to things. Um, and I am just always not floored or shocked by any of it. It's just that people are verbalizing what they're lacking or what they want more of too. It's not just me, you know, um, I read this feed about what happens when someone has, is over 40 and has never been married or in a long-term relationship. Um, uh, that's a red flag. Um, what other thing, what other things is he, this person can't commit? Um, does he even pay bill? You almost have to do a, um, background check on anybody. And these days you, you almost have to. But it seems like there are these group, a whole generation of men are lonely, but they're not really doing the work to basically combat the loneliness. Or why do they, are they lonely? Because lonely is a very, um, it's not different than solitaire. I'm alone a lot, but I don't have the feeling of loneliness because loneliness to me constitutes um it really constitutes to me um, uh, uh, like a, oh, how can I say it? It constitutes like a bereftness, um, emptiness, um, sadness. And that's not me. I'm, when I'm by myself, I am, I'm alone a lot, but I'm not lonely. But these men have something that they are truly are lonely um, and they're not doing the work. So in this article by Ian Taylor, I don't know who that is, but it's just a, um, a he hit it right dead on the head. They had these um, study when people in the University of at UVA, you know, got restless young men. So where they had people stand at the bottom of a hill and guess the incline, they realized that people that came with their friends didn't think the hill was so steep. Um, but when people showed up by themselves, they tended to overestimate the incline. Um, and it basically went on to say everything looks easier when you have a friend by your side. Or you could be lazy like me and say, that hill is too big. I got a bum knee ain't going up there. But that's a whole other thing. The benefits of friendship are profound. Having a strong social circle is associated with a longer life and fewer illnesses. Your pals lower your blood pressure and trigger positive chemicals in your brain. That's if you're with the right crew. Some of they're stressing you out. and you, That's the wrong crew. You need to go somewhere else. But people with strong social network are less stressed, more resilient, more optimistic. They're more likely to be healthy weight, okay, and less likely to suffer cognitive decline. They also enjoy some protection from cancer, heart disease, and depression. But there's one group, a big one, that is missing out on these benefits. Men are lonely. Growing numbers of men are standing at the bottom of that hill alone, overwhelmed, as survey points to recession of social connection among 
those of us with a Y chromosome. Yes, this is a dude. A YouGov poll in 2019 concluded that one in five men have no close friends, twice as many as women. In 2021, the Survey Center for American Life found that since 1995, the number of American men reporting that they had no close friends jumped from 3 to 15 percent. In the same research, the number of men say they had at least six close friends, half from 55 percent to 27 percent. They struggle to maintain friendship. is a symptom of something going on in society, this isolation. We can point to this. This decline started way before the pandemic. Um, A lot of people work and work and work and work. um, And some have jobs, et cetera, where they have limited contact with other people. Um, People have different things. Like I have since, and I think I can be associated with my weight gain, I don't have to go into work anymore. So when I stopped having to walk the mile and a nine and a half to get into uh, where my cubicle was, you know, that kept my knee, you know, working. Um, and I wasn't so sedentary because I had to get up and do X, Y, and Z. The convenience of home, we're being able to work from home uh, for people like me um, has added the tonnage. And even with a pool in the backyard, I still don't even hardly go outside. I'm going to go outside today because I'm picking up my PJs because I plan on being in my PJs because it's a short week for work. I'm planning on being in my PJ and watch streaming service all day. I don't know about y'all. But even though I don't, my closest friends are not in my area or don't live anywhere, even in my state, I still still don't feel alone because I'm still connected to them on a, a, a level. All of my family and friends, I have friends in Mississippi now, um, as well as in Virginia, uh, where everybody else is. And I'll go and visit them. But there's no place like home, especially for me, because I actually like my house. I can't imagine not living where I live. And I also know from a financial standpoint, this I'm supposed to be here for whatever reason. Um, And it's really sad to me. And it's also a red flag that there are a lot of people in my position that Either they are how lonely people are feeling and how depressed that they are, and you are at risk for all of these things. We got to, it's just so weird that we, we, as people can't, we are a social species and people can't, they don't know how to live alone. They don't, they don't do being alone well for whatever reasons. I'm not going to be lonely or I'm not going to be bored for so, for, so, for so that cognitive decline. My mind is always I'm thinking of something or thinking out something. I'm always looking to create something. And that's the difference uh, in when you are alone and 
when you feel lonely and not feel lonely because my mind is constantly going and it's going in a productive way. I'm not just mewling over the fact of my aloneness. I'm trying to figure out what to create. I'm looking to read things. I'm looking to create something that is meaningful to me as well as to whoever is listening to me. So being this age and being by myself or being alone does not equate to loneliness. Um, And also, it should not equate to trying to hop into a relationship and have somebody complete you. You got to kind of be complete on your own. And they basically can fill in the cracks, you know, about making you even be more of uh, the next positive version of yourself. Um, But it should not be completion. You shouldn't be my age. I'm 52. Anybody over 40 that does has doesn't know how to do alone effectively is a red flag. I've never been married. Um, I've had a number of long-ish term relationships, but never lived with anybody or anything like that. And I'm glad now that I look back because the people that I was in a relationship with, they more shit. However, that's neither here nor there. But I don't think you... You got to do the work and you got to be able to be productive even when you are or creative, even when you're alone, because you won't feel lonely if you're always creating things. Not. And again, this is not my I said my mind is racing and you sometimes it's hard to shut down thoughts. Um, it can be anxiety. If it just produces anxiety and you don't do anything, that's when it is an issue. However, if I'm, my mind is constantly going because I am uh, trying to come up with interesting ways to uh, write a story or a dialogue, I think that is actually, that is productivity. That's not spinning. So I say all of these things to say is I don't think men are lonely, even though the studies have shown, this is from BBC Science Focus uh, magazine, where I read they were talking about the lonely state of men. But we got to move from that narrative, loneliness and being alone. And how can you still be a complete person even when you are alone? And how to uh, focus your thoughts to create something in a more positive way, not just for your own entertainment. Because this is how why I started the podcast, because I wasn't anything on TV and I challenged myself or I could write this book or I could write this screenplay. And then it just has gone on from there. So I spend a lot of my um, downtime when I'm not working, actually trying to create screenplays or thinking about what's my next, what's the next part of that? What I wrote the pilot, so now what about the next, um, the subsequent episodes? So that to me is challenging. And that's why when I say I'm by myself or alone, it's not that I'm not doing something. My mind is not focused on some goal I'm still doing that something, what's next, what's next, and I keep it pushing. And that's one of the way how you do being alone well. And some people just don't, it's a large part of the population, whether male or female, or people that don't even identify as either, that's where they're having a problem. They're not, they don't do alone well. 
And sometimes they jump in and out of relationships because they can't be alone. They can't even live with themselves. How can they ex you expect to be able to live with someone else? And being over 40 and just realizing that you have you you don't do alone well but what are you doing to combat and to correct that is the next part of that why observation from the edge question mark well i only can tolerate the first 90 seconds of the news anymore i stopped watching the news continuously because it was so traumatic during this last election cycle. I mean, the presidential election cycle back in 2020. And then I stopped watching the news definitely after the riots in January 6th. I refused to watch the committee hearings because I thought I had had enough. I watched from beginning until they finally cleared the steps in the square, reliving the trauma of watching the Capitol Police being brutalized when they breached the chambers and that girl got capped. I knew I had, I had enough. So when I report these things, and it doesn't take much to encourage me to start recording for my podcast and for my blog earlier in the day, it's because something has triggered in me to create content from whatever experience I have. And granted, y'all, I've only been up for about 40 minutes, so for me to have this much to say in just a short period of time, you know they were tripping. So here we go. The weather in Tennessee is very interesting. It's recorded at a whopping 30 degrees. And for a fat girl with a little dog it's not so bad. I don't have to be outside, but so long. But I have a whole pool outside that I'm trying to get the temperature of the water up so I can actually enjoy that salt water pool over my achy joints. And also, I'm looking into those burkinis because the idea of leaving my house, walking outside, because my pool is outside, even though it's heated, I just can't do it, y'all. I just feel that that's not what I'm going to be able to do. I'm really looking into expanding the back and getting that pool covered, or I'm going to have a burkini because I know I'm just not going to be able to walk out there uh, I tried the wetsuit and it took me almost an hour to cut myself out of it. So I'm not dropping that kind of money on a wetsuit and then I can't get out of it. But I'll figure it out and I'll let you guys know um, if these thermal solar 
pool coverage actually work in increasing the temperature of the water um, and also decreasing the effort of the heat pump in getting the water uh, up to 85 degrees, which is a lot of work. How also, I'm wondering if my house, uh, the, um, oh, what is it called? The, like Home Shield, the warranty that I actually pay monthly for also extends to the heat pump for the pool. I don't know if I had it right in it. I tried to find it in the policy, but of course it wasn't in the policy. And it's not covered by the services from the ASP. You have to still pay for parts and labor. What a joke, period. This is a warning to my neighbors up here on this side of Barton Avenue. There are no skunks that have been sighted recently in our area. That is the scent of weed. So if you think you just want to blaze up before you go to work, just know that if the wind changes direction or breeze that scent carries all over the neighborhood just so y'all know I'm only going to mention this one time I know how I voted in this election and the only reason why I kept checking the results is I wrote myself in for the 11th district for the state uh, House of Representatives here in Tennessee because I refused to vote for that full Republican that ran for that for my district. So I may have won and I just don't know, which is would be hilarious. It was announced this morning on the news that the fascist leaning enemies of the state Republicans have taken over the House. And Kevin McCarthy is such a ass. And he is no John Bonner, the previous Republican Speaker of the House. I had to look this up. During the first part of the administration of President Obama, Democrats actually control the both House of Representatives as well as the uh, Senate. And it wasn't until his second term when Bonner actually became, I believe, Speaker of the House. Um, and it flipped and it gave him a run for his money and it became more and more difficult to get things uh, pushed through. But that was the first four years. First part of his administration was the Renaissance. One of the things that bugs me is as long as the Republicans and they had run and control both houses or both parts of Congress, it's okay. But and it is, in fact, a one party rule. However, 
they will point it out in derision and say now the things are right and we're not under this one party rule anymore but it was fine when you guys were the ruling party bro you can't have it both ways they it's like it goes from captain obvious to just downright stupidity. Like we're not going to notice that y'all are a bunch of sore losers and liars and y'all will basically gaslight and flip things on people because now that you're in party and it was bad when it was one party because it wasn't your party. That's why I can't watch the news because I get so annoyed. But I'm using my annoyance today to basically just take the time to make the one comment. about this election, these midterms. Thank you for giving me uh, inspiration because I think I do better with anger, but don't, please stop gaslighting us. Like we're not going to know up, it's still up when y'all say it's down. And y'all are trying to basically reverse and and say these awful things like we're not going to know that's exactly what y'all were doing, too. Um, there's no more real estate up there for us to go high. Y'all have made it completely impossible because y'all strike these low blows and we know what you're about. As I st- stated, we know that you're a bunch of fascists, lying enemies of the state. And we basically sat by and allowed y'all to become elected. I don't feel safe with a party that has in its ranks the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene and any other fascist crazy person. I, this place is not safe for people like me or that look like me. And you are, are pushing me to do whatever I can to get up out of here because I have major concerns about 2024. I may have to be, book my tickets and make arrangements to get the ham sandwich out because that election cycle is going to be even more of a doozy than this one. And lastly, If any indication, this is definitely not good black news. I am just heartbroken with many people uh, from my state. Um, I grew up in Virginia Beach. I graduated from Mary Washington College, which was the sister girls school of the University of Virginia. Mm. A lot of people don't know that. Um, But my friend bought me a book for my birthday, not or Christmas, not too long, a few years ago. And but I had known that from just being on campus. Uh, Now it's called the University of Mary Washington, but I was there when it was just MWC, Mary Washington College. In the recent, I believe it was. This past weekend, as a group of kids uh, from the, I don't think, I think the Black Studies program were coming back 
from a play in D.C. or in Arlington. Um, somebody, a guy, Christopher Darnell Jones, opened fire on the bus. Um, this guy also had some issues with um, weapons charges also in Virginia, um, but he was still let back in school. He shot five people and it was aiming, they said, from reports. The more I learn about this, the more disgusted and sad for the university and these guys' families that makes me feel. Um, his old yuck mouth dad got on the air and said we had no uh, idea that this was going to happen or he didn't show any signs. Uh, yeah, he did, bruh. It sounds like you were disconnected from this guy because it sounds like he ran up on somebody else um, in the county. It looks like he's actually from Chesterfield County, Petersburg. Uh, and he had some charges stemming back from last summer of 2021. This is a cautionary tale also in gun control, but also that what could compel him to go off and start shooting on a bus. Three of the students that he killed or murdered, Chandler, Deshaun, Perry, and Lavelle Davis Jr. all look so young and probably were a pipeline into the NFL. If I were a betting person, and he, they told me that he was aiming at them, I, and he formerly was on the team, but he got cut. Could it have been some jealousy? And he basically wanted revenge for some slight or some type of disrespect. Any differences that you actually have with someone, we gotta actually find a way to settle them non-violently. But it wasn't this guy's day and there was obviously something that was wrong from him. I hate, I can, I'm finding a way. I subscribe to like five different newspapers. Um, I'll take in as much as I possibly can uh, with the headlines, et cetera, et cetera, um, on my own. And I'll make a comment on it because what I can't do is look at these newscasters and their fake tears and fake concerns um, because it's not that's not going to move me to be able to work through what I'm feeling, what I feel. What I do feel is the loss of life and the loss of youth and the waste and the waste in anger um, and someone that thinks it's okay to open fire and take somebody else's life because if why do they feel that they have nothing else to lose and what was I'm very interested in seeing what was his um, motivation I don't think he's going to give a detailed account like my father's murderer um, to the newscaster I hope he won't but I'm just very interested in what motivated him to take aim at these other young kids because all of them were about the same age on a bus as they were um, leaving a play about to celebrate black uh, playwrights. That to me is mind boggling and I don't think anything can explain it. And I don't even know if what he would say would even give us insight on 
what type of maniacal BS was brewing in him to take these young men's life. And that's all I got to say about that. I think that's enough for the day. And I have gotten more. I think I've gotten at least part of the word count in for NaNoWriteMo uh, for today um, because I didn't post or write anything yesterday. And I still have um, several pages um, to do uh, on my newly titled Blue Line Murders uh, screenplay that I'm working on. Uh, to be submitted for um, script line. And I'll keep you guys updated as um, I make progress. Today, I have decided to deactivate my Twitter account given the last state or spate of shenanigans. And if I were a crazy person, I would probably attempt to apply for a position there but I think it's just too unstable and it's in this chaotic confusion stage this is why I am going to decide to end my relationship with this platform maybe just deactivate it for a short period of time but I think for my information's sake, I'm going to have to. Since Elon Musk has taken over the platform, thousands of Twitter employees have flown the coop, literally, given its mascot. Its emblem is like a little bird. Every pun intended, I guess. But he seems to take macabre glee and tearing part a platform that has been so transformational on the world. He's another rich guy that made a bad investment during a time of maybe personal crisis because isn't Elon my age? Why can't he be just like every other guy? Why doesn't he just take one of his rockets to the moon, does something else and not something that affects the entire world? Where I guess if you are this side of being a supervillain, you would do this kind of destructive stuff. The last time we saw this was back in 2016 when that fool ran for president and actually won. And then sought to dismantle democracy just because he could. When you give somebody that unstable power, this is exactly what happens. I just don't want to be a victim of a scam if I don't have to, and I'm probably gonna have to take the necessary precautions to protect the little bit that I do have. I've enjoyed my time on Twitter, um, just recently tweeting about P-Valley, tweeting about um, 90 Day Fiance, 
I think I'm going to have to remove myself from that and probably get involved with Discord because that seems to be the platform a lot of former users of Twitter have decided to engage in. I don't think I believe Elon had, it doesn't appear that the current leadership, like I can't talk about this man like I know him because I don't, I can't believe the current leadership is moving in such a way because to inspire a stronger, more adept Twitter, because you can't push away some of your best people and treat them in this way and expect to have the same product. Only a madman expects that. Because of the people that hold on and take on leadership next are not the most qualified and are not the best for the job. You still have to treat your people with some dig- modicum of respect in order to get the positive, long-lasting, um, able to replicate those results time and time again. Studies have shown that people that got some sense and have lead the best companies show that. Shoot, look at the company I work for now. If you treat people right, they'll work hard as hell. And you consistently get high marks and consistently uh, have a strong company. But when you do this nonsense like Twitter is doing, it proves over and over again it's a recipe for disaster. And if it's, if it's going to take it's shuttering its doors or you're making it easier for attack and for people to actually bring it down I'm probably going to believe that because I believe you are just this side of a supervillain and now you're probably embracing it more and that's another reason to get the ham sandwich off because I didn't think it was credible source of information before. Now with all of these people and the important people and the people that are really good at their job and infrastructure are gone. Yeah, child. It's time for me to give y'all the deuces and move on to Discord. This is Thanksgiving Day week and I'm up and about before I go to work trying to get the podcast together for publication um, this week. I got a lot of other stuff to worry or to concentrate on. Like right now, <laughs> concentrating on, yeah, I did. Concentrating on just getting, making sure that my laundry is uh, dry and finished. I mean, little things. Went out um, to see the movies um I couldn't wait kind of forever um and I actually am going to probably dedicate an entire segment to it um doing breakdown without spoilers I'm going to give people probably right up until I go to see it again I'm going to try to avoid 
mentioning a lot of things. I'll give you some generalizations of characters, um, but plot points, um, et cetera, et cetera. I am going to let the listening audience themselves um, get with that. And right now, I'm gonna just pause it for a little bit because I just thought about uh, how I'm going deal with this and not have a big, uh, a big, a big uh, blank spot in the middle of the episode. Okay, so I'm just going to talk and gen- give us some generalizations about how I am just how I'm actually just enthralled with this cast. Um, it's it's one of those sh- shows. It's what it is completely crazy how all of these characters within their own rights are just absolutely amazing and I'm sad that I had to actually go um, to the wiki because it's a lot of characters and and I realized that I just realized that Okoye Daniel Kalua is not in is not in this uh, this particular series, but Michael B. Jordan as Killshot is. Oh, maybe I don't even want to give that much away. But anyways, and the new characters like Namor, um, who is Tanakh Huerta, uh, he plays the kind of uh, in between the Ink and Mayan God serpent dude he's the dude with the wings on his his wings on his feet and can fly around and his people he leads the people that um basically live up under water um i didn't know it took they had 250 million dollars to make it and it was like the entire movie uh was it was well spent um, I I know it had to be CGI, um, the editing, the storyline. It was just absolutely amazing. And I'm shocked that they kept it under wraps as long as they did. M'Baku, I think his character was more realized in this um, in this iteration of the show. Um There's a new character, Dominique Thorne, who plays the Ironheart character. She is so cool. I'm going to have to actually look up Marvel. Um, 
I think it's through Marvel uh, because I think her she actually played a character that basically existed in that sphere and they basically bled it into this. The same thing with Namor, the Hispanic God character. Um, they it's a merging of a lot of the Marvel universe. Also, the Namora character played by Mabel Kadena, his warriors, the Incan people, underground people, they are or underwater people. They are just absolutely gangster. The And again, the costumes by Ruth Carter were all point. As I said, it was. As if a. They really. They let the people design and they actually the designs that they came up with were absolutely amazing. Um, some people, I was actually shocked that they were in it. The girl that played Elaine, she actually is the Julia Dreyfus is head of the CIA now. Um, Everett Ross or Martin Freeman, his character. Um actually gets kicked out of the service and and they he gets saved by the Wakandans. It's like people have beef with the Wakandans. That's how the, basically the storyline. Angela Bassett is after uh, T'Challa's death and they spend a massive amount of time. He's mourned and greatly missed. Um, and but he gets his homage and he still is a strong presence through even throughout this movie that was basically shot in its entirety after his death. I realized that he had like one of the coolest walks ever. Um, and he's with the ancestors, you know what I mean? I. The the whole premise is. Who is the next Black Panther? Um, the, his, the spirit of T'Challa, it still reigns throughout the movie. And it's even obvious, Lupita Nyong'o, um, Suri, Shuri, uh, the character, the woman that played Letitia Wright play, actually plays the character. His present and all of them, even with Angela Bastion and Mbaku, they all still mourn the loss of that great actor. And it's palpable throughout the movie itself. It's like his spirit and his strength still permeates through the entirety, even of this movie that, again, was shot two years after the dude died. But they do him honor. Yes, there is a new Black Panther, and it's but it's like the spirit of Chadwick Boseman and T'Challa still is alive, and I think that they made that very clear, and that was the point. Um, and they do him honor in his presence, and now that he lives with the ancestors, um, I and we got a whole other, as I said. Oceanic Wakanda and these two races of people actually control the vibranium that is on Earth because it got here 
um, they did reveal that. And that's not really a spoiler. How did it get here? It got here um, through a asteroid crashing from another world. So my question is, where did it originate from? And is that a storyline that they're going to explore probably later on, you know, going back to figure out because they can come like light years, millions and millions of miles away. We would never know. But I wonder if we actually either one of them actually have the technology to get to where it actually started from, because that would be a great storyline, wouldn't it? So I am going to just go on because I don't want to give any spoilers, but this movie itself. Oh, Kuroi, that's Maria Mercedes. She's another one of the underwater people. Um, I just think it's just amazing. The whole movie with Seth was amazing. You got to go watch it. And it's like one of those movies that you can sit and watch at least a couple of more times because I know I'm going to go see it again um, when I go back to Virginia. I'm also probably going to get it on DVD or buy it on a streaming service just because... I absolutely can. <laughs> so go see it. And also this week in kind of weird black news. Um, I don't understand the backdrop of Real House of uh, How- Real Housewives of Potomac and what led up to Mia really under um, throwing a drink in Wendy's face. All I saw <clears throat> was Wendy, who is supposed to like uh, a black professor. I think she used to sit on the board of John Hopkins, but there was a disclaimer at the end of the show that she is Johns Hopkins is not in any way affiliated with that ratchet show. I don't know if it's in her contract, but she may want to read her contract because the way Wendy was acting and speaking um, to the mayor, um, the other housewife on that show. Um, it She could run into um, trouble because I know as doctors, we can't real doctors or MDs. You're not allowed outside of the hospital to trash talk like she was and then and then use their name. You they that doesn't go. It may be that it may be that she based in her zeal of basically saying, I'm real doctor and da 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 and she may have misspoken, but You can't. I know you can't do that. I'm wondering if she still has whatever position that she had previously. Also, um, Mia blowing up the way that she did. It also goes to. um, It also goes to absolute ratchetness. There was something that uh, happened when. Evidently, um, earlier on in the show. 
well, another character who now is getting divorced from her husband um, attacked someone and basically got ostracized uh, for it being ghetto and and then nobody could be friends with her, Monique. And that's Monique Samuels. Monique Samuels, I think, either left the show or she was actually asked to leave the show because that wasn't tolerated. But now they basically are saying that she lack of accountability uh now Ashley who to me the youngest one of the younger girls she's kind of two-faced anyways and talks out the side of her neck and always in the middle of mess she's always staring up stuff and she's saying that now she is getting ready to ostracize Mia for doing the same for not she doesn't want to break up or have her friendship uh, on on the line with Mia, even though that's exactly what she called for when Monique showed out. So a girl, you can't have it both ways. You can't also be at Ratchet. Um, and it was actually at her own event. My Thornton had them at bar one. Um, and then she gets up and wants to leave and th- throws, throws a drink in the other girl's face. It was very confusing and and it was weird that she went from zero to 100 in 55 seconds. And she said she went that on that route because she the uh, Wendy Acefo was talking trash about her husband. You can't come after her husband. And she's always done this fault and blah, 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 blah. Um, But Wendy was really just antagonizing, calling her crater face, calling her all kinds of name, out of her name um, and cussing her out. And they were all invited to Miami. It sounds like it looks like that she they are there at her request and on her dime. And then she has to get up and leave her own table. And Wendy is threatening to beat her up, even in a house that this girl got for all of them. I'm sure the show is reimbursing her, but. It's just, it was a bit much, and it went left really quickly. Um, that's what gets clicks, I guess, and uh, people are going to stream and talk about it just like I am. But I just still am at a loss to what, how it escalated that fast. I'm also at a loss that why is this Wendy woman like this? She is supposedly a uh, professor, PhD, got all these credentials and a boss and she sells candles and does a lot of different things. But she has to come up. She tries to portray herself as this strong black woman. I don't really need anybody. And all of y'all are kind of beneath me, but I'm still on the show. And it's like she wants the show to surround her. Um, and because she's such a great representation, but in actuality, that may be what her beef is. She knows that she's not. She doesn't have as much money and credibility, um, except for what she says out of her mouth. And she basically reacts this way because she knows that maybe she does realize that she is not on these other women's level, wherever that is, because I think a lot of it is smoke and mirrors. But her internal battle is being played out in this show 
for a lot of the wrong reasons. I think it's crazy that she is so antagonistic and doing all these things and she still has uh, self-esteem issues. She's a beautiful black woman. She is doing a lot. And what does it and does she act this way because that's how you get screen time? I think it's it's a recipe for disaster. The only people that get most paid more for is Andy because he it is obvious that this show is toxic for marriage. Look at all the people that have broken up. And it's also toxic for interpersonal relationships between the women self-esteem issues it's just one of those shows that you kind of give the side eye to and i still react better i still have the same type of reaction to it but it's not as bad as 90 day fiance which i didn't wa- even watch this week i'm gonna probably have to watch it because i want to see what actually has happened um, to Thirsty Kimberly. Um, but these shows, as I said, these reality adjacent TV shows are just really a toxic, a, a top, toxic combination for, because as I said, none of these women of housewife, a lot of these women are in the process of getting divorced or headed to divorce. Um, I just don't get it. But it still runs. You can't be a housewife if you ain't got no husband. Who does that? I just, ooh, y'all tripping. (laughs) So that's how we're going to end this episode. And I'm going to end it with a a positive word. I used to scoff at people making this statement because maybe because of its simplicity or maybe because it sounded more like an admonishment that I was being everything but kind. But then when I started investigating it for myself, that's when I realized that I was confusing politeness with kindness. Politeness is a fake superficial manner in which there's no required investment, no self-reflection. But being kind is an adjective. It is, on, it is an action. If you're kind to yourself first, it's like exercise memory. You will continue and be kind to others. Let that sit with you for a while. I'm going to try to be kind to myself. I'll be kind to others. It's very simple, and you got to repeat it. Lean into the spirit of a new year by counting your blessings, giving to others, and spreading happiness. I know I will. And this episode or this podcast is my means to spread joy and happiness and light and enlightenment. There's so much going on with aggression and um, just meanness. But if I can leave you with one small positive thought, start your day with that, that can change everything for you and, and just basically change your day. Don't forget to check out Dale's Angels Inc. for notes on this podcast as well as other works by CQM in um, that are and other contributors that are in work or in um, being edited right now. Um, 
Also, check out my Instagram feed, Tenfro is Reading. You can check me out on Facebook, Tenfro is Reading Book Club, as well as my YouTube channel, Tenfro is Reading and Eating. And what I'm just chatting and streaming um, at TV Food Wine Girl on Twitter. Uh, navigate to Writer's Block Coffee or shipabagaddicts.com. Use my promo code Tenfro Coffee or Tenfro Got Jokes, respectively, to get a percentage off of your order. Don't forget to drop me a line at tenfrowisreading at gmail.com. Um, all non-trolling messages may be actually uh, read online, and you can do the same if you are in Podbean or Anchor or wherever you listen to the podcast. And again, shedding light and positivity. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I've enjoyed creating it. Until next time, bye.